Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. So today, we're going to discuss how to make the most of social media while staying in compliance with all Virginia laws for real estate licensees. We'll touch on advertising, antitrust, intellectual property, and confidentiality. So social media is everywhere. Everybody's That's kind on, of an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's on Facebook and Twitter, and I mean, my favorite's Instagram. Yeah, um, all sorts of different things. And I mean, you see people Snapchat. Yeah, people stopped at stoplights. Can't can't get away from being on Facebook for even ten minutes. Got to take that selfie. Oh yeah. So keep in mind that social media can very easily blur the lines between what is talking to friends and what is promoting yourself to internet strangers. I mean, some people would argue that everyone is an internet stranger, even if it's somebody you know in real life. How can you really know anyone? This is an existential crisis, (laughs) isn't it? So one of the questions that I've heard before that deals directly with that is, what if I'm congratulating my friend or my mom or somebody on buying a house, even if I wasn't the agent, is that then going to be advertising? I think the problem is once you're a real estate licensee, you can't really take off your licensee hat. Um, it's it's a real tattoo, not a temporary tattoo. Right. Yeah. Realtor for life. All right. Uh-huh. So and, and that, of course, brings the problem of like what feels very private of you congratulating your mom on Facebook for purchasing a house everyone every one of your friends her friends can see it and so it feels kind of like a private conversation is really you know very public so and you've seen things go viral very quickly when they maybe not weren't were not intended to be viral yeah so i think i mentioned earlier but there's kind of the four major areas of social media that we want to touch on which is advertising antitrust intellectual property, and confidentiality. So Kate, what exactly is advertising? Well, the Real Estate Board defines advertising as all forms of representation, promotion, and solicitation disseminated in any manner and by any means of communication to consumers for any purpose related to licensed real estate activity. Okay, so... What does that mean, right? What exactly is that? Um, it's, It's a really broad concept. And the VREB's definition really encompasses any type of communication to consumers. And consumers is also defined incredibly broadly. My mom could be a consumer. Your, your, you know, a family member or your friend, your, even your spouse could be considered a consumer. We recommend is the best litmus test for whether you're engaged in advertising is could what I'm sending out be perceived as attempting to induce business? And it's not whether you intend to to try and get business out of it it's could somebody else think that you're trying to get business out of it and so if it could be then the best bet is to follow all disclosure requirements so let's talk about what exactly those disclosure requirements are in electronic advertising which is what we're going to talk about since social media is electronic advertising um, and just quickly electronic advertising is basically anything that's not tangible if you can hold the item that's an advertisement in your hands then that's going to be different so this is basically all of the this is radio this is tv this is podcasts anything like that Um, for an individual licensee you must include at least your firm's name your name 
the city and state in which your place of business is located, and then any jurisdictions in which you hold a license which is active or not. And that last one is required under the Code of Ethics. So the first three, the licensee's name, the firm name, and the city and state of the licensee's place of business, those are required by the law. And the fourth one, the jurisdictions in which a licensee holds a license, whether it's active or not, is required under the Code of Ethics. Where do these disclosures need to be, Laura? Twitter limits each post to 140 characters. Right. So all firm and realtor main homepages, so that's laurafarley.com, must clearly and legibly display the electronic media disclosures on the viewable page. And viewable pages, you can scroll down to the bottom. It's as long as you can scroll in any direction and still see it without having to click to, to change to another page that's going to be where you want to have the clearly and legibly displayed disclosures. All firm and realtor non-main pages may either contain those exact disclosures or they can have a link. So when you're using something like Twitter, where you're limited in the number of characters, then what you do is you have a link back to your main homepage, which does have that. And so you want to use something like tinyurl or bit.ly or one of the other ones that allows you to truncate your URL. So if you have a lot to say in your tweet that you're not taking all of it up with your entire URL address. That makes sense. So Kate, why don't you tell us about some truth in advertising? Can I just say whatever I want to say? No. You have an obligation to be truthful in what you advertise. Photo editing for social media can be deceptive. You want to be aware of that slippery slope of Photoshop and make sure anyone you hire to take photographs knows the limits of what they can and cannot edit out of a picture. So, for example, if you take a photo of a house and there's a fire hydrant dead center in front of the house, you shouldn't be editing out that fire hydrant. You can't remove the fire hydrant. It's always going to be there. Hey, use that as a selling point. Easy access for the fire department if if they ever need to respond. Um, but if you take a photo of a house and there's, it's trash day, there's a garbage can on the curb, you're probably safe to edit, have that edited out. The garbage cans don't live there in that place at the corner. They're there once a week. All right. I mean, um, it's not a fixture. It's not something attached to the property. Um, best practice would be to move them. But if you forgot to move them, you didn't notice them at the time. Um, let's say a dog wandered into the yard while you, right as you were snapping that picture and it was just perfect lighting uh, you can remove that dog because that dog isn't gonna freeze but the the any advertising that you do should truthfully represent the product in this case likely real estate that you are trying to sell right and if you do edit the photo if you maybe adjust things or if you try and spiff things up a little bit then disclose that I mean there's no, you're not prohibited from engaging in what somebody one time called outdoor digital staging when they decided to Photoshop in some annual flowers or things like that to show what the yard could look like. You can do that as long as you're disclosing, this is an artist rendering, or here's an example of what the yard could look like. But you want to make sure you're crystal clear that that is not what that house looks like at that moment. Right. Just be truthful. Don't make any representations that aren't true. Yeah. The other thing we want to talk about is current materials. So make sure your posts are up to date to reflect the accurate status of properties. You are required under the Code of Ethics to make sure that um, all of your advertisements are accurate and timely. So once a property, if you've you know posted on Facebook, hey, look at this listing that I have up there, that's fine. But you need to go back and, and change the the listing to the, the, that posting to say, hey, it's fantastic. It's under contract. Hey, it's it sold. You need to make sure you're reflecting that. And so if you're using social media, 
you got to remember to go back and change the status of that. And it's, you can use it as, hey, look how fast this closed. Hey, we had this great transaction. You can use it in a positive way. It doesn't have to just be like update sold, update under contract. <laughs> you can be flowery about it, but you do need to make sure you're staying current on the status. And most of the social media, like Instagram, Facebook, make it really easy to also delete posts. So if you have concerns about something, it's changed its status. You don't really know what to make the update so that it's accurately reflecting the property. You can always just hit that delete button and when at a more appropriate moment you can always re repost it right make or, that update later um or for example maybe your listing expires and and they move on to a different listing agent you no longer have the authority to market that property so you'd want to delete that that post at that time yeah another really big issue and i think that this is probably your favorite topic it is is I love this antitrust concerns so antitrust comes up when a group of competitors attempt to interfere with competition, for example, price fixing or collective boycott. Um, and I think that on social media, group boycott is probably one of the biggest risks and one of the most dangerous things that people can unintentionally wander into. It can be a really problematic if we were in a Facebook group discussing vendors one person mentions oh I had a terrible experience using this guy for landscaping and other um, others maybe agree that could be seen as restricting trade or even or even worse if someone you know jumps in and says let's never use that company again right that's a really clear antitrust violation right. especially if others start jumping in and saying yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. But there can also be issues with the even less obvious of has anyone had experience with so and so for cleaning, for example. Right, because if it's a Facebook group or if it's a, you know, any other group, if it's they're usually pretty active and suddenly all you hear are crickets, that usually means that nobody has anything good to say and so, you know, sometimes when I post and ask my friends for a recommendation, or say how you know have you worked with this person or what do you think of that or whatever it is if i'm not getting any feedback then it's like ooh, well maybe this person isn't very good and so if i start avoiding them or if i see same thing with one of my friends posts and nobody gets any responses i'm like ooh, maybe i don't want to use this person because nobody has anything good to say about them unintentionally we could end up in a group boycott and you know in everyday life that's not as big of a problem but when you're a group of competitors that's a huge issue um, so what can you do? Avoid Facebook completely? Yes. <laughs> Let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. <laughs> what you really need to do is you want to loudly disassociate yourself. That's hard to do in a typed format, but you want to make it very clear. If you're the moderator or the owner of the post, you can just delete it. You can stop it. You can say, guys, this is antitrust violation. Stop it right now and delete the post. Um, if you have one person who seems to always do this, then you might want to consider removing them from your friends list so that you're not having to constantly um, moderate what it is that they're saying. And you always want to make sure that you respond with, I disagree and we should not collectively boycott any vendor because then you have made it crystal clear that you are not a part of any group boycott that may end up evolving naturally or not. And I think, you know, the best advice is probably just think before you hit that post button inviting a response that would chill competition or restrict trade if yes then maybe instead of sharing that thought make your complaint directly to the vendor or discuss it with your broker and remember that old adage that if you can't say something nice 
don't say something at all. That really applies when it comes to social media because if you're out there bad-mouthing somebody and other people start avoiding that person because of what you've said, the Department of Justice could try and allege that there was some kind of a group boycott, that there was a conspiracy amongst all of you to avoid this person because of what you said, even if you were just venting some frustration. So Kate, what exactly is intellectual property? Is that smart property? <laughs> uh, it is, yeah. It went to college? True. It went to college. It got an advanced degree. Um, so it's a, a phrase I think you guys hear often in the real estate industry, typically attached to photos. Um, but as Laura says, what is it? Well, it refers to this very nebulous uh, creations of the mind. So what does that mean? Art, writing, music, inventions, it, All those things that we as lawyers who are very logical are not generally good at. Right. Intellectual property can be protected in law by patents, copyrights, trademarks, trade secrets. But the creators or inventors of the intellectual property are able to earn recognition or financial benefit from that what they create or invent. Now, social media platforms are inherently designed for the sharing of photos and videos. I mean, that's the whole purpose of Instagram, Snapchat. So you need to make sure that you have the rights from those who own the photos or videos if you are not the owner to share them. So, so and when we say owner, we mean you're the one who took the picture or you purchased the photograph as, and when you purchased it, you purchased all of the rights. It's like the difference between buying a property in Fee Simple where you own everything about it and just renting it. Right. And this really comes up most frequently, I think, with hiring a professional photograph to take photos of any of your listings. The photographer who takes the photos owns the photos, and unless you have a license to use them for advertising, you may not have permission to use them. Now, if you're hiring a photographer to take photos for one of your listings, you absolutely should have a license to use those photos, because otherwise hiring that photographer literally does you no good. So make sure you read the agreement that you sign with that photographer and see what the scope of your license is. What are they allowing you to do with the, the photographs that they're taking for you? So make sure you have a license to use them in your advertisements any and any advertisements, even social media posts, and make sure you can have the ability to post them on the MLS. So we want to quickly touch on one last thing, which is relating to confidentiality issues. As a realtor, you have an obligation to preserve confidential information provided by your clients under the code of ethics. So before you post on social media, make sure you're not inadvertently disclosing something that is confidential. You never know who's gonna see your posts and you do not want to do a disservice to your client by revealing something that should be confidential and somehow ends up giving the other party a legs up. Right, so for example, you don't wanna be talking about, you don't wanna make a post about a client who's stingy and should just pay that extra $1,000 because they have plenty of money and are just being stubborn. That may, if your friends on Facebook with the representative of the other side, that could tip that other party off to potential confidential info regarding your client. They such, may, such as what their financial status is. Right. Um, so just make sure you think, again, think before you post. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind is even if you've made something kind of generic, if you post repeatedly about a buyer, a buyer, a buyer who you're trying to be generic, but a listing agent happens to see that you have five posts in a week about a buyer and it's like hmm the more they say I'm able to piece things together so even if you're trying to be generic sometimes you're trying to crowdsource some some ideas of how you can handle a particular situation 
when somebody looks at all of those posts spaced out over the week, they may get some really kind of juicy details about your clients. So you want to be really careful about who it is you talk about, how you talk about things, especially if you're in a small town, maybe, um, you know, there are fewer people out there. And so it's, oh, well, yeah, I know who it is that's got a listing right now kind of a thing. Yeah. So be careful. And again, I can't say it enough, guys. Think before you post. Yes. So let's look at some legal hotline questions that we've gotten about specifically related to social media. And the first one we got, I think, last week. Yeah, we Um, recently got it. And the question was, I have a lot of Instagram followers. I want to post pictures of a house that I'm listing and let my followers know it was for sale. But you cannot click links on Instagram under in captions. Does that mean I can't advertise on Instagram? So the absolute safest thing would be no, because the requirement is one click away. But let's let's be realistic here and talk about real world application. And I think that you should treat this scenario the same as you do any other non-realtor owned site. And so while you're going to, you know, you type out the URL on Instagram, it won't be one click away. Somebody could copy and paste it, and then it would take them directly to where your disclosures are. And so I think that that's a practical solution. Um, you know, it is something that when the next round of regulation review comes up, we will bring up to the VREB and see if they can evaluate the one click away. And we can also talk to um, NAR and say, look, technology has evolved. And let's, is there a way for people to stay abreast with this new technology and use it without being in violation of the code of ethics or the regulations? And then you can also include any disclosures in your profile on Instagram, which also, if you put a link in your Instagram profile, you can click on that. But be careful because then if the person's got to click back right. to your profile and then to your website, that's now two clicks. Two away. clicks. But that might be just some added protection. And then also you can always post some extra information in a comment under your caption. There you go. So Kate, um, we get a question, a version of this question all the time. I want to post on Facebook that I just sold a house for over asking price. Can I share this? And is this an advertisement? You can absolutely share your accomplishments on Facebook, but because a post about how you sold a house for overlisting may be perceived as an attempt to induce business, remember that litmus test, make sure you include all your required disclosures in your post. Or a link, that one click away. One click away. This will make sure you stay on the right side of the advertising regulations and provide you with that protection. I think this is a really great question about intellectual property. I made a, a video of a house that I'm listing as an online walkthrough, and I even put it to music. Because I made the video, I'm not running afoul of any intellectual property concerns, right? Well, not so fast. Well, you are not going to have any problems with the actual video footage because you are the one who created it. Therefore, the video is, is your intellectual property. You may have infringed on the, music, the musical artist's copyrights. So a couple of things, you want to make sure that you get permission from the artist if it is not for common usage and you have to give proper credit in the video. So there are websites out there that have common source music that you can use, that you can use however you want, but the artist will sometimes have a requirement. If you're going to use my music for free, however you want, make sure you give me credit and this is how I want credit to be given. So as long as you're doing that, then you're good. If it's not on a free use website, then you need to contact the artist and ask them if you can use their music. If you fail to do that, you might be forced to remove it from social media. We've all seen those links to YouTube that no longer work because the video is removed, right? 
Yeah. Who hasn't seen those? This happen all the time. All the time. And those are usually because there was some kind of a copyright infringement. Absolutely. So we've talked about a lot this episode. So let's recap what our members can be doing to limit their risk. So the first thing is if make sure that you have some profiles or posts that are limited to friends and family only. So, for example, if you do want to have the ability to just say congratulations to your family members who bought a house, you know, on the other side of the country or the other side of the world and it didn't involve you and you're worried that that might be seen as advertising, have a personal thing that has nothing to do with your real estate business. Now, you you can't take that real estate hat off and you are still going to be subject to certain things, but helping to separate that makes it clear. I'm not advertising to these people. This is me posting pictures of my dog and my kids and my cats or whatever it is my beautiful sunsets you can always send an email send a text message send a personal message send a nice card with a bottle of wine oh yeah you know congratulations on your house i'm so excited for you or even on social media almost every platform allows you to send private messages that are just to that person and then make sure you're using those bitly or tiny url links to include a link to your disclosures in online advertisements or even promotional messages you know text tweets anything that's got limited characters yes The other thing you want to make sure you have the appropriate contracts in place with any vendor so you have a license to use their product in your advertisement. So that's music, that's video, that's photos. You know, if you want to show um, the lovely amenities in downtown Richmond for a property you're listing here and you want to maybe show a picture of some of the restaurants or parks or something like that, if you're not the one who took that picture, you can't just Google image search or Bing search or any other. You can't just search the internet for a picture and assume that because it's there you can use it Um, you know even if it's just a generic picture of some trees somebody has intellectual property rights in that picture of those trees and then finally i'm going to say it one more time before we go think before you post guys just think before you post thank you so much for joining us our podcast is available on itunes stitcher and google play so subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes you can search for virginia realtors and you'll find us As a member of Virginia Realtors, you have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We may note warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.